Hello and uh, welcome to Superheroology uh, episode three. It's been a few weeks since the last one um, and that's just because of life. Uh, a lot of stuff happened in the last few weeks uh, so uh, I, couldn't, I couldn't really do episodes in the last three weeks but as a result of that we have a very very stacked um, episode with a lot of stuff to talk about uh, and yeah a lot of disagreeing in, in some areas <laughs> but uh, but yeah so today today also we have a, a, a new a new thing for this show we have actually two people on at once uh, so returning we have Kako it's good y'all and Elliot Doobie hello hello how, how are you guys doing today I'm doing all right, more or less. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's just been it's been quite since quite a while, but there's been a lot a lot of stuff uh, that's gone down. Um, I think I'll go in. I think I'll go in order of uh, of of like the in terms of how old the news is. Uh, so the first one, which will be a, a pretty brief one, is that um, I think a couple weeks ago um, there was a. I think they announced that that they're making um, a a Marvel game, um, a triple A AAA Marvel game, um, and it's going to be made by the the the, the creator slash writer of the Uncharted series. That actually sounds pretty promising, in my opinion. Just like some of the Avengers games, well, namely the one in twenty twenty, didn't really do so well among audiences. I think it's the one developed by Square Enix. So and like. Undercharted is a pretty well-known series and pretty held to a high esteem. So, like with the uh, person's writing, the developers' writing and stuff like that, I think it should turn out to be a pretty good series, hopefully, or a game, anyways. Yeah, um, but also the Guardians Galaxy game is pretty well received in Square Enix. But yeah, the the fact that it's Uncharted, uh, like the people behind that, is quite successful. So it 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 does bode well for that game. What do you what do you think of this, Elliot? Well, it's the first time I'm hearing of this, so uh, I'll have to have a little look at that later. Yeah. Um, so, like, um, we don't know what game. We don't know like what what game it's going to be. We, all we know is that it's going to be a scary. It's not sorry. Uh, an, it's going to be a Marvel game. And so, do you do? You, do you have any like prediction? Maybe like any hopes for like what specifically they're gonna focus this game on in terms of Marvel? Like any like specific IPs? It's gonna have Zemo in it. <laughs> I mean, a Captain America one could have Zemo in it. Yeah, I mean, Captain America game would be pretty good, especially with the Uncharted writer. I feel like it would fit with that kind of theme. Is the game going to be like based off of the main Avengers cast, or is it going to be like Marvel in general? Well, they didn't specify. They just said it was a Marvel AAA. They, they didn't say to specify like what specifically within the Marvel universe is going to be. So it could be like a Fantastic Four game. It could be like a, a Daredevil game. Or it, it could oh. be an Avengers game. It could be a specific one. It could be anything really. So it, it's really, it's it's un, it's undecided yet. Um, so yeah, any any closing thoughts on this? While I move on to the next topic. I mean, not really. I haven't really played any of the Undercharted games, but I have heard quite some stuff about it with like Nathan Drake and stuff. So, yeah, no, I, I, I still. 
Pardon? Yeah, it's probably going to run like as on the Switch. So that's my <laughs> final word on it. If it even comes to the Switch. <laughs> uh, um... Uh, yeah, so I- I'm excited to see wh- whatever this is ends up being. Um, next, this is unconfirmed, uh, but there has been reports. Uh, it's based on the Reddit leak, so you know, really take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> but I mean, apparently, I assume they got stuff right, which is why I am sp- specifying this. But um, there is rumors that Jim Carrey has been uh, cast as Modoc in, the- in the- like a few um, Disney Plus shows. Um, like upcoming Disney Plus shows, uh, obviously Modok is the the guy with the the comically large face, uh, and he's the the leader of AIM, which is which is a, a corporation we've seen. I think it was Nine Man Three, but we didn't we didn't really get much of. But he's like a really really corny villain, and so if this is true, and they actually got Jim Carrey to do that, I think it's just that's just really perfect. So, any, any thoughts on that, Elliot? Well, he, he's uh, Modoc's probably one of the most uh, the weirdest and cartoonish looking Marvel villains I have ever seen. So Jim Carrey is almost uh, perfect with that kind of role. Well, the CGI on that's going to be very uncanny to get used to. I think. Oh, that's going to be yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do. I do wonder what shows they're going to have him in. Like, if this is true, then I could see them maybe having him in, like Armor Wars, maybe uh, with like Rhodey, potentially. Possibly. I mean, that'll make the show more exciting because so far all the all we've heard about like villains for uh, Armor Wars is uh, Sonny Birch. And if you don't remember who Sonny Birch was, he was that like uh, that guy from Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh, did he play that uh, Yellow Jacket character? Yellow Jacket. Well, uh, no, no, the, wait, wait, wait. Oh, Ant Man and the Wasp. You know, he yeah, was, he was the, was wasp, the guy, the of, business guy. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of Ant Man. My bad. <laughs> I mean, they're easy to get mixed up, but uh, yeah. So I mean, but it's saying multiple. Di- I mean, this this rumor says multiple um, Disney Plus shows. So that's gonna be interesting to see if that is true. And in that same leak, which is not, it's not a topic, but uh, it's a funny thing, uh, is that a, there's a rumor that that in the She-Hulk series uh, that Matt Murdock Daredevil is gonna have sex with 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 Jennifer Walters. <laughs> Like just oh. how was oh, that well, detail I, they got? Um, I don't know. They they were specifying with Disney Plus shows, so um, it, I I, don't know. I mean maybe not actually showing the sex, but just implying that they had sex. And you know, in the comics, I think Daredevil was quite slutty uh, like that. So I mean, it makes sense for his character. <laughs> it definitely I makes guess. sense for his character. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. That, I mean, that's that's it. That's it for that. Um. Now moving on to another casting, but this one's actually official. Um, uh, we have a couple castings here. Um, we have, uh, is it Gail, Gail Garcia Bernal has been cast as Werewolf by Night uh, in, in a Halloween special called Werewolf by Night based on the comic Werewolf by Night, uh, which is um, obviously it's about a werewolf. Uh, and uh, I think Gail Garcia Bernal has, was, in, um, was in Coco. Which is how you would probably know him. Um, but I mean, who did you play? Uh, I think he was uh, Hector. I believe he was Hector. Uh, oh, that guy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Wolf by Night. It seems to be an official thing happening as a Halloween special, and so not like a full-on show or a movie, just like a Halloween special. But I assume he's going to be a character going forward because, like, he has ties to you know, like Moon Knight and Blade and stuff, which are characters they are introducing. 
into the MCU at the moment. Oh, okay, that makes sense. So I thought it's like I've never actually heard of Werewolf by Night. So it's not, he's... not exactly a very well known character, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, they are definitely establishing the more supernatural side of the M- uh, the MCU at the moment. So that I, I th- so I, I'm I'm excited to see what that's about. Um, I assume they they're only doing this so they can have like a, a Midnight Suns, which is you know like the team up of a bunch of supernatural ones. Uh, so yeah, I'm interested to see that. I think it's good casting. Um, I mean, I mean he, he was good as Hector, so hopefully he's a good werewolf. Uh, and the other yeah. casting news, which actually came in last night, so. It's a very f- fresh, fresh bit of news. Is uh, Delroy Lindo has been cast in Blade, uh, and well, I mean, I don't know if you guys know. You, do you know Del- Delroy Lindo, Kaka? Uh, he's a British actor, but I've never really heard of him. I don't know if he's British. I think he's American, but he was in. Um, uh, I, I mean, I know him from uh, a movie called The Five Bloods, which is um, a Spike Lee movie. A Spike Lee joint, uh, which came out last year, uh, and I I, just, I really love that movie. And he was really snubbed from like an Oscar nomination that year, but he he wasn't nominated. But he's he's a great he's a great actor. He was also in this new movie called The Heart of They Fall. If you've heard of that, and it's mm, I don't know nope. if you've heard of that. Yeah, you probably haven't. It's like a it's like a a cow. It's like a western movie with an all black cast. So it's got like Jonathan Majors, Idris Elba. Um, don't worry, Linda. Anyway, so yeah, he's he's a. I think he's a, le- a pretty great actor. I, I respect him a lot. So yeah, he's the first other actor other than Mahershala Ali himself to be cast in Blade. So it's good progress for the Blade movie. Yeah. Sure. Um. All right. So um, mo- moving on into uh, some more less significant, but still, you know, highlighted. Uh, uh, news today, we have uh, we actually sh- saw a, a first look at the uh, an outfit for the for the Crimson Countess uh, in the, in the Boys season three, and the reason I'm highlighting this is because I'm pretty sure the Crimson Countess is based on my favorite Marvel Cinematic Universe character, uh, Wonder, obviously. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean it's cool to so see. Was- Pardon? Uh, I, I, I was thinking it was uh, Sharon Carter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, so, I mean, I, I had this here because we got a little bit more crumbs from The Boys Season 3, which is still, I don't even know when that's coming out, but it's still a ways yeah. off. We talked about it last, uh, last time. But, yeah, it's cool to see that we've got a costume look at, um, I forgot his name, you know, the soldier, a soldier boy, uh, and the now Crimson Countess. So, I mean, I'm just. See, I, I think they are they just are they having like in a full like an like an Avengers parody in season three? Is that is that what they're doing? Maybe. <laughs> All I know is that Crimson Countess is a part of the Payback team that I've heard of a while about, ago. Yeah. It has like Tech Knight and other stuff. And you know, yeah, Tech Knight. I feel that is an Avengers parody because Tech Knight is obviously supposed to be like a an Iron Man slash Batman kind of parody, but yeah. like mo- mainly Iron Man. Yeah, so what, what, geez, what were you going to say there, Elliot? I mean, they seem to be doing like uh, everything Disney is doing uh, with the boys in season three, because um, I don't know if you've seen their YouTube channel, but they basically uh, have this like uh, this regular like news feed from like directly from Bolt, the company. 
Yeah. And, uh, and, and within it, they got this this ad for this, this uh, Vault Plus streaming service, which is literally just their, yeah. their version of Disney Plus. Yeah. Oh, you know what? That is actually a great transition there, uh, Elliot, because speaking of Vault Plus and the, the parody of Vault Plus Day, there was also a, um, a Disney Plus Day, um, which was, I believe, like last week. And, you know, you had like stuff on added to the streaming service like that terrible simpsons short uh hope the home the terrible home alone sequel but you also have jungle cruise and chang chi on on the uh disney plus for free and oh there was like a, a there was a short anyway there was like a luca short as well anyway um they also had some news uh you know uh, not much, but they did have some news. Uh, <laughs> um, and so they had a specific Marvel, like, kind of short, like, little panel thing. And while there wasn't much news, like, new stuff that we haven't heard of, we did get, um, we did get, uh, when we firstly, let's discuss the, the footage that we got. We got so, a little bit of footage from Moon Knight. A little bit of footage from She-Hulk, a little bit of footage from uh, Ms. Marvel, and then like a one little flash of footage from Secret Invasion with Nick Fury. Um, so, are there any any thoughts on on the the footage from Moon Knight that that we that we saw? It looks so cool. I, I don't know how it they got me sold in this in like ten seconds, but I am down for whatever else they show. Yeah, I agree. It it looks really. Like it looks quite dark, but like in a good way. But like it kind of, it it see it very much is tapping into the 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 whole dis dissociate dissociative uh, disassociative identity disorder thing where um, he has like multiple personalities, and he doesn't he can't like he doesn't know what's real and like he doesn't and so like yeah you know, some people say he's like always oh, Marvel's Batman, but like he he I mean he's not really because I mean the thing is he. You know, in the comics, I know that they won't do this in the show, but uh, in the comics, I, I think one one of his enemies like li- literally like ripped off their face and wore it. Oh. Like he just ripped off their face and put it on his head. He wore somebody's face. Uh, so, so that's not going to happen in the show. Could you imagine if that happened? In, you know, if they if they did that in the show, if they had to do that in the show, that that would be the best Marvel show easily. <laughs> and it probably already is anyway. So uh, yeah, it just it looks great. Um, I think... feels like they saw uh, Suicide Squad and just thought we could do that. We could do something weird like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean Oscar Isaac is a great actor, and I, I was surprised to hear his uh, British accent in this in this trailer. He didn't have an actual British accent, but he made he made one. So, have you got any thoughts on the Moon Knight footage, uh, Kako? I honestly, I've seen it like once or twice. There were like thirty seconds of it, and it does look pretty different from a lot of other series it kind of touches on marvel's uh darker side but there isn't much for me to say on yeah. it personally there's not much there's not much to say about it but i was glad i mean i was glad to see that we got some footage even like some people were expecting like a full-on trailer i um, mean for moon Knight specifically i wasn't expecting a full-on trailer i was yeah. expecting a full-on uh she-hulk trailer but we did still get a little bit of footage from that um this is my most anticipated show uh, I think Moon Knight's going to be better like as a show, but I feel like She-Hulk, for me, I, I'm really excited for it just because I think the vibe that it's... Uh, I, like, it's, it's going to be a legal, like, comedy. And so... And obviously Daredevil's going to be back, so that's also part of why I'm excited. But, um, 
Yeah, no, I, I just, I love the idea of like a, a comedic, like, uh, legal, like legal drama kind of thing. Uh, but then they're also bringing back, you know, Hulk and Abomination. And so I think that it has the potential to be like this, maybe even ongoing show for Marvel, like a, like one of those shows with multiple seasons. And uh, and it just kind of, because the thing is, she she like, she's a, de- she's a defense lawyer. So she kind of, you know, defends like superhero crime. So could you imagine how many like superheroes just get in, like just have a bunch of cameos from like a bunch of like heroes. Like let's just say like a hero accidentally did something wrong and they just cameo in the show and then like she has to defend them in court. That would be really funny. I think it, yeah. A lot of potential. So we didn't get see, we didn't get to see She Hulk, but we did get to see behind her, like her, her, well, you know, her behind as well. But uh, yeah. So uh, any any thoughts on She Hulk? Am I the only one that's really excited for that one? Mm, I mean, they did the whole thing where she's like, "You're not allowed to do the science stuff with your body. What are you? What are you doing? It's a biological weapon and stuff." But yeah, other than that, there's not much to say about it. Kind of yeah, like, kind of. like, yeah. Elliot, nothing to add on that. Well, I'm just hoping that we go, we're going to get like the regular Hulk back rather than the. I believe this, this so. smart Hulk just ain't really working out for me. Well, I mean, I think the, I think the smart Hulk scene in the She-Hulk trailer is set in in between the snap, so that's why I think that is. I think that's set in between the blip. So, uh, I think because we know that he went back to normal with Shang-Chi, so. Yeah, we'll see. I I, I, believe, I believe they're going to bring back the Rage Hulk soon. So, anyway, um, I, I would discuss the Ms. Marvel one, but I don't really care about the Ms. Marvel show, to be honest. I mean, and, and also, I think, yeah, the first two looked decent, I guess. Um, and, and then the, you know, the Nick Fury looked cool, but um, we'll go on to the, the things that were announced. Uh, pardon? I just know I, I wasn't that, that big of a fan of uh, Captain Marvels, and and all I know about this one is we're following her biggest fan, so you yeah. know, not exactly sold yet. Yeah, we'll have to see. Um, anyway, so we got a few announcements. We got um, one of the major ones was they they're bringing back the X Men uh, animated show from ni- the nineties and like in a revival, uh, X Men ninety seven in 2023, which is pretty cool actually. Um, I mean, I didn't really personally watch the X-Men animated show, but I know that a lot of people do. So that's pretty cool. Uh, um, and we got the official announcement of Agatha, the Agatha show, Agatha House of Harkness, which is, uh, we, we talked about that on the first episode, didn't we, Elliot, I think? It's going to be hype. I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Yeah, I'm actually really excited for that. There's, yeah, it has a lot of potential to be great. And it's also going to factor into the supernatural thing we were talking about before. Um, and uh, any any thoughts on that, Kako? If we move on to the, the other the other shows, yeah, I remember uh, when I was seeing what's it, what was it called again? Uh, WandaVision. I thought she was a pretty interesting character, and I wanted to see more of her later on in the future. So her getting her own Disney Plus show is actually really, it's actually a pretty big win. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of people think it's unnecessary. I'm like, when those shows are unnecessary, and this is this is necessary, as Elliot said uh, that last time, it's it's necessary, absolutely. So I'm I'm excited for that. Um, also, some other ones. Uh, I think the more unexpected ones. You had uh, the official announcement of the Echo series, which is a character that's going to be in Hawkeye. She's deaf uh, and and um, a Native American, but 
I think the main thing about her story is that she's very, very tied to Kingpin and, and Daredevil. So she's going to be a very... So for me, I'm excited for that show because it's really going to lean into like more of that Daredevil, bringing him back. So, uh, And you've also got the Better Call Saul writers on that, by the way. Is Daredevil just all these? Uh, you know, Daredevil's coming back in a big way, which is what I'm really excited about. Yeah, he's coming back in a lot of shows and to get his own one soon, apparently. we don't. Have, it's not officially confirmed, but... Um, the rumors uh say that um and so you had two, two other animated shows announced um you had the marvel zombies which i don't know if that's like going to be a sequel to the marvel zombies episode or if it's going to be like its own story like a different story within the marvel zombies universe uh maybe more based on the comic book run uh, which is something that they they actually we had here like a, like a week ago or something. They were like, yeah, they're making a zombies thing, uh, but no, they actually are, and it's and they announced it. So uh, it has it has it has some potential to be really good, I think. Did yeah, you... I mean, I don't know if they can continue from the what if episode because there doesn't seem to be much to go off. But I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure they they moved most of the zombies from the universe to another one. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I believe it will be a separate thing. So, yeah. Um, and the other one, which is the, I think the most exciting one, is the Spider-Man Freshman Year, which is a prequel. Um, yeah, it's a prequel. Uh, it's set b- before Homecoming. It's, I think, it's going to be obviously in Pete Parker's freshman year when he's. Just like when he gets bitten by the spider, you know, Uncle Ben dies and, and that kind of stuff. So it's going to go more into that. Um, it might, there might be less like actual comp action and stuff, but it will be like more into his character. So, and the the animation, we don't know much about it, but we do know the the people working on it. I think it's going to be very, very good. Uh, any any thoughts on, on Spider-Man freshman year before we move on from Disney Plus Day? It's going to be, yeah, um, I feel like, we kind of did need to touch on Spider-Man's origins because, like, I like how they handled it uh, before with uh, how he was introduced in Civil War because, like, I don't think people really wanted to have Uncle Ben die a third time and not to go through all of that again before introducing him. But, yeah, I feel like they still had to address uh, uh, Peter Parker's... Uh, whole origin story in the MCU eventually. So I feel like this is actually a pretty good way to do it. Yeah, agreed, agreed. So Elliot, uh, got anything to, to add to that? I suppose it'll be interesting because uh, if, if it's before Civil War, then this will be the probably the first Spider-Man thing where you never actually get to suit. Yeah, no, I think, weird. I think he'll have, you know that suit that he had in Homecoming, that, like, that kind of homemade suit? I think that, that, yeah, that the ugly ass onesie looking one. Yeah, well, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, it, it adds more weight to to what I personally want to see uh, as um, as a show. Oh, I won't talk about it now because I'll talk about it in the future. I might do a, a blog on it. Anyway, so um, so next uh, we have that Doctor Strange and Morpheus Madness uh, is going under significant reshoots, um, to, and I believe the reason is because of like one scene where they basically. They that some act. I think I think the the trying to the trying to I think they're trying to iron it out, but also they're trying to add more actors to a specific scene or something that they couldn't you know couldn't really fit in the schedule. So, but the the fact that Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness is going under extensive reshoots is interesting uh, to to see. 
Um, so, I mean, there's not really much to add to that. So just a little quick footnote here, but um, definitely really excited for most of us of madness. Uh, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm even more excited for that than I am for No Way Home, which we'll talk about yeah, right now. But um, but yeah, it's going to be, int- I, I think it's going to be like a specific scene in Most of Us Madness that has like a bunch of like cameos from a bunch of like variants and stuff. And that's going to be why the reshoots, they're doing the reshoots. It's going to be like a massive scene with like just all the different type of variants. You can see like every single Marvel character in any movie that's ever been like Marvel related. Could you imagine that? That'd be great. <laughs> That'd be really interesting. Like an end game moment almost. Uh, anyway, the, the, the moving on to the, the main news topic of, of the last few weeks is that there was a No Way Home trailer, a second one, the official one, and hopefully the last one, because I don't want to see any more. Yeah. <laughs> thoughts thoughts on, on, on the No Way Home trailer. We'll start with you, Elliot. Me? Oh, where to, where to begin with that? Um, I, no, I seem to be in the minority where I want to see Tobey Maguire in the trailer. Uh, or maybe not, depending on the Twitter comments. But it, even though we didn't see him, they basically confirmed him and Andrew Garfield being there in multiple ways. First, the obvious one was uh, Sony Brazil fucking up and, yeah. <laughs> and cutting off the cutting off the trailer a little too late, so we can see Lizard gets socked in the face uh, by nothing, which is uh, very very questionable. Um, Someone in the comments just told me that uh, Lizard has spotted a nice ass and just had to uh, turn around and look at that. But I have other theories. Um, <laughs> no, he yeah. definitely looked like he was he, he was punching. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the thing is, is that a lot of people want to see Toby and Andrew, but for me personally, I know they're in it, and we know they're in it. So if they hinted it, I I want to see that in the cinema for the first time. Um, I think what they did here, I think. You know, I wonder if maybe in Brazil they intentionally left that in. Like, like you're like, yeah, let's just leave that in, you know, just to let them know. Like, because, I mean, you don't watch over that and see that and go, yeah, let's release that. You know, it's just... You'd be surprised what kind of mistakes they can make in these yeah, trailers. Okay. Um, anyway, but the actual trailer itself then. Um, uh, what, so, yeah, so what, any thoughts, Kako, on, on the trailer? I, mean, I actually haven't seen it yet. To be honest, you like, trailer. what? <laughs> I saw like the first seventeen seconds. And I was like, eh. I mean, I mean, I'm still excited for it though. It's just like I just really don't want to. You don't want to spoil it for yourself. Yeah, basically, okay. it's like I, I mean, kind of, I really would have preferred it if I went to the theater and I saw Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield there for like yeah. the first time without knowing anything because I yeah. would have lost my shit. Yeah, but, like, really that's cool. one of the downsides of being on Twitter. So. I agree. I agree. I agree. Um, there are a few multiple of madness leaks, which I wish I didn't know about. Which I, mean, I feel like I would have really loved that in cinema. But I mean, but yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, the first seventeen seconds is the little teaser before the teaser. We saw Electro uh, in his new costume with like the actual comic accurate kind of look. Um, yeah. Just and it, the main focus was the villains, and also uh, with Tom Holland, uh, Spider Man, wanting to save them. So I think that's really interesting. Um, how an interesting angle. The the cinematography in, in this trailer looked pretty good actually, which is surprising. The first one didn't look bad, but like it didn't like it, this like it looks significantly better. Which you know, I mean, obviously Marvel movies you don't watch them for good cinematography, but you know, it, a lot of these shots look really nice. So yeah. 
Really excited about No Way Home, obviously. Comes out in a less than a month at this point. For, for, you know, in the, wait, Ellie, you know in the UK it comes out December 15th? Oh, I know. We're getting it two days early. Exactly. I want to watch that shit. Or like, it's, like, I'm, I'm watching that like on the first day I can. Uh, as long I've as seen theater, it on the first night. Like, yeah. uh, like, like four, yeah. 14th, basically. Oh, God. And, <laughs> yeah, that, that's going to be great. Um, I feel like it's going to be, I think, Whatever happens in No Way Home, it's really going to lead into the events of um, the events of Multiverse Man. So I, I wonder if they're going to have like an Infinity War style ending. With like, yeah, but uh, wait for a Spider-Man movie to really have like a big effect to the rest of the MCU. Well, it they will. Done that yet? I mean, this already does. I mean, this already is like because Multiverse this leads directly into Multiverse Madness, and Multiverse Madness is going to be a, a huge movie. So yeah, this this Spider-Man movie does. Um, there's also rumors that oh, there's going to be a, a second trilogy after this of Spider-Man, and then like in between, there's going to be like a, a show as like a season in between the movies to like explain what happens in between. So yeah, I, I mean, a lot of people think that Spider-Man's done with the MCU after No Way Home, but I, I think he's just getting started. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't understand it. They think he's going to go back to the Sony-verse, but I'm just like. Um, no, <laughs> no, I do. Things have seen an interview with him. Like he's for some reason he's he's already saying like I don't know. Uh, maybe it's time to move on. You know, you know, like uh, he's capping so hard. He is capping so hard. Like what are you on about? You only just got off the ground. Why would you leave now? But he no. says like the reasoning is oh you know I could leave and then we could make room for Mars Morales. But like do you have to leave for Mars Morales to be a thing? No, look, yeah, like they were coexisting in the comics as well, so. I do that here. I'll tell you one thing. I guarantee you he is saying that because Sony want you to believe. They want you to believe that there's a chance that Tom might not make it or might go away. They they don't want it to be certain. I know they might have not even told him. They might have just not told him because, you know, you know, he spoils stuff. So, you know, they could have just not told him the future, but they definitely have a plan for him, like a huge role in the future. So, um, either way, he he's definitely not being. I mean, he might be, he might be serious, but I I, I doubt. I I seriously I doubt him. I doubt him. I I hope yeah. I hope he's wrong at least because I don't want them to. Like, you know, spite the thing is, a lot of people don't underestimate that a lot of Spider Man's best stories are when he's like you know an adult. So you know, just don't don't just keep it to school. You know, come on, have him like a lot older. You know, keep him there. So I, I'm sure he will though, because I mean, I, I seriously doubt him personally. Uh, but uh, yeah, so the, the the No Way Home trailer it looked really good. I, I didn't think it spoiled too much though, Hecko. I, I thought it, it I thought it left a lot open. But I mean, even if you, but I still recommend not watching it if you really really want to go uh, as blind as possible. Um, but I, I mean, a lot of people saying they're going to have a uh, another trailer when the tickets come out. I really hope not, uh, because I think they will. I really like, don't want thing. them to. They'll have a, they'll I, have a I, TV I think... spot, but they, I, I don't want them to have another trailer because I don't want to see any more of it. I don't want to see Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield. I know it will sell tickets, but I mean, so I guess it's like because it will sell tickets, yeah, they'll do it. But like, why would they specifically edit them out of it? Clearly, edit them out of this trailer. And then go show them in another trailer. Anything, I think. I don't know if they're thinking the same way I am, but if Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are in this movie, and I say if, but they basically basically are, what if they are in this movie? Word's going to get out instantly, like the second people go in yeah. the theater and see they're in there. 
Yeah, so that's I, word of mouth. It's word of mouth. They might as well. They might. They might as well maximize hype by putting them in one of the trailers, even with like a second. Well, they should have put it in this trailer then, if they're going to do that. It's just what's the point of admitting them from this and then well, doing them in the trailer like two the, weeks the later? The trailers that come out like very soon before the movie. Okay. Uh, well then. But any, anyway, I think I think what I personally think they're banking on is people to watch it and then see Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in it, and then for the second weekend, I mean, it will do. It will make a billion, I think. But so it doesn't have to worry about it. But they can they can have people uh, literally going to the similar because they're like, oh yeah, oh Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are actually in it, and then the word of mouth spreads and they go to see it the second week. And I think that's why they're admitting them from the trailer, and it's also good for surprises, you know, just keeping it a surprise. So it's like a win-win for them. And also in the second week, they're going to do what they're doing with Eternals and just release like another ch- a poster with them in it. And like, they will have like an official address, like officially addressing them online after the movie comes out. That's what, that's what I think they'll do. And that's what I kind of want them to do personally. So oh, they uh, will. <laughs> they're going to show it. Yeah. Also, um, in in addition, we also got confirmation of Lizard and Sandman in 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 the trailer. I mean, sorry, we saw them. We did see like hints of them in in the other trailer as well. But yeah, so this is officially confirmed. Uh, it's interesting. I mean, this is not like the best uh, uh, Spider Man villain, but you know, I mean, it's better than having the the Rhino from Amazing Spider Man Two. <laughs> I was confused on like how uh, Lizard and Sandman are still still like villains in this. I thought they kind of got got redeemed. Yeah. Or um I I don't know. I think I think what's going on. I think I believe I don't know for sure, but I I think there is something to do with that. I think that I mean, I think it's just the idea that basically they have to go back to their universe to be killed, and so they don't want to be killed, so they just have to, you know, fight for their lives. Basically, I think that's, I think that's might be that's mainly it. I think, um, or they're being manipulated by like Green Goblin, maybe you know, like maybe Norman's manipulating them or controlling them or something. You know, it's, yeah. that's what's possible. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, if there's anything else to talk about with uh, No Way Home trailer. Oh, yeah. I hope the humor's better than what we got shown in the, in the trailer. My God, the fucking... Uh, let, let, let's Scooby-Doo this crap. And just in case you didn't find the joke for it the first time, they say it again. Please, <laughs> Scooby-Doo yeah. this crap. Like, um, they, they don't have to force themselves to reference another... Uh, like IP, they don't own every every Marvel movie these days. Well, I mean, the thing is, though, to be fair, I, I am I mean, that is kind of what Doctor Strange does, but but also I think that that joke, I don't know if that'll actually be in the movie, but if it is in the movie, I think it will be a lot better in the movie because the thing is, is that in the middle of an action-packed trailer, you have like a stop for a joke; it just goes on. So I think. I'm reserving my judgment for the jokes until the movie comes out and get it within the actual flow of the movie. Um, but I mean, I mean, a lot of people complaining about. I mean, the Scooby Doo one's kind of bad, but I, and people complaining about the Doc Ock one, like the 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 the, the, the making fun of his name. I, I like that joke personally. I mean, it, I mean, it kind of mess mess with the flow of the trailer, but I think in the actual movie it will be pretty good. I think. Well, the joke itself, mid, but the the fact is, there's some people are legitimately angry. Yeah, the joke. at least one guy is. That's uh, by that's by Twitter for you, really. Yeah, because they kind of they had the idea that like, oh, people never made fun of Doc Octopus's name. I'm like, they did in the last movie he was in. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was made fun of in Spider-Man too. Um, but yeah, if there's any no more closing thoughts on the No Way Home trailer, I mean, for me, it was great. I loved it. I I don't need anything more. I really don't want anything more. The poster is terrible, but that doesn't really matter because I mean that's just a, a trend with the uh, Spider-Man and MC, Apparently, the, the the posters being terrible, but. Um, also, I guarantee you that that the that we've seen basically all of Doctor Strange's screen time, because like he looks so you know big in the movie. I guarantee you he's like not got a big role. They're just really focusing on that because you know they're focusing that in their marketing, but he's not really going to be in it that much. So yeah, probably. So he's been he's he was like the main focus of like both trailers, but he really isn't going to be in it that much. I guarantee you. I mean, like we we've seen like we've like seen. Like in the second trailer, we, most of the footage was already seen anyway. So you know, <laughs> it's just one of those things. That, um, I I think I think what they're doing is 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 good. Um, also, the thing is is that without showing them, everyone knows they're in, um, and everyone asks about it. So it's like always, it's always talked about. Like Noah Holmes always talked about. So, you know. It's an, it's an interesting marketing campaign. Um, hopefully, you go for a different one for Multiverse of Madness, though. But that's not Sony, so. Well, I think it's um, because we, with Spider-Man, they, they don't have to sell you on Spider-Man. They know everybody wants to see this, so they're just very... Everyone will see Spider-Man, like, yeah. Releasing little bits. Yeah, I mean, it's good because everyone talks about it anyway. So, <laughs> you know, people are talking about it all the time without anything. So, yeah. So, anyway... So that is the, the news um, for this week. Uh, there was more news, probably, but not anything that was major enough for me to think we need to talk about today. Um, so next, we will be going on to the comic book movie of the week slash show, by the way, or, you know, depends on the week. Um, and this week is uh, designated to a specific review. And... Um, there was a movie that came out about two weeks ago. We would have talked about last week if uh, life didn't happen. Uh, but yeah, so Eternals uh, came out. Marvel's uh, Studios Eternals came out two weeks ago in cinemas exclusively, in theatres exclusively. And yeah, so we all saw this obviously because it, you know it's a newest Marvel movie. Um, and we liked it to varying degrees. Um, now... Um, I think I'll start by going over the main the main premise. Obviously, Eternals is the the twenty sixth um, movie in the MCU. Uh, yeah, uh, and it it's basically about these uh, ancient race of like uh, the ancient race of like immortal beings, which kind of got sent down to earth by Arishem, the judge, which is a celestial, which created the universe, um, to basically protect, uh, humans from, um, from deviants, which are these predators, which are, you know, trying to kill humans. So, and, but also develop humanity and help it grow. Um, and so we have like 10 main characters, 10 main Eternals, um, who all have different, like different powers, different capabilities, different purposes. Uh, and they all are very, very different people. They represent the entirety of like the earth in that way. And so the movie is like literally is set from like the, the beginning of humanity, the, the beginning of recorded humanity, like goes all the way to, you know, modern day. Um, and so, um, after an unexpected tragedy, 
they have to, um, we'll see after the deviants come back, but then also after an unexpected tragedy, they have to assemble the Eternals back together to, uh, to, to kill the deviants. Um, but that's not all to it, obviously. That, that is the, the most spoiler-free way I can describe it. Uh, but this section will have a lot of spoilers. So if you haven't seen Eternals, watch it. Um, watch it. Watch it like three times like I did. Um, especially in IMAX. Uh, it's coming to Disney Plus soon, so you can Disney Plus watch it. Oh, no, no, you have to, it's a cinematic. You have to watch it in cinemas anyway. You uh, really don't. Yes, you do. It's a great... Okay, anyway. Coming we'll get into that later. Soon. But it is a cinematic movie. Okay, no. We're not getting You're into dropping it. Right ah, yeah, anyway, spoilers are going to be in this. Anyway. Um, so if you want, if you don't want spoilers and you want to see it, turn this off now. Uh, we'll see you later. Because also the question of the week, which we'll go into later, is also associated with spoilers. So yeah, <laughs> so see you later if you haven't seen it. I would recommend you would. Anyway, so um, yeah, so let's just go into um, just go into spoiler talk about Eternals. Then let's start with Kako because I know he's based. Peak cinema. That's all that needs to be said. Yes, yes, yes. See, see me and me and Kaka were on the same page here. But I mean, I know I know somebody that isn't on the same page. <laughs> so, Elliot, can you can you give us your your thoughts on on, on Eternals, Marvel Studios Eternals, which came out two? Oh, I'm starting. Uh, okay, well, um. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, there's nothing else to say other than peak cinema, really. I mean, yeah, we this. Plenty else to say. Well, there is plenty else to say, but it's it's an establishing note. It's an establishing note, you know. Anyway, assuming I remember the details, well, oh no, no, we are not. We're not. No, no, sorry, that was a low blow. That was a low, low, low blow. But anyway, continue. Well, okay. Uh, So I came out of Eternals. How I come out of most Marvel movies after the final climax, and and think, uh, you know, that was decent. I wasn't bored, which was true. I'll give it that. I wasn't bored the whole time in Fraternals. Uh, but then when I get, get, get like a few minutes to think about it, I, I think, well, okay, who, like, what did I like about it? Who are my favorite characters? And then I thought, I didn't really like many of the characters from this. And not because they were bad. It was because, well, I didn't really know much about them. It's, it, it's the kind of problem that, uh, it, 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 to be fair, uh, not many people could handle when it comes to fleshing out 10 or more characters in, in one movie. But that's that's when it begs the question: Why do you try to handle this many characters in one movie? Because when when you look at all the all ten of these Eternals, they don't really give many of them much time to, I guess, be introduced to the audience. You know, understand their arcs because, uh, well, again, there's it like a two hour runtime. So, yeah. Some of the Eternals you only see it like the second half of the movie. Uh, one of them, uh, Gilgamesh, got killed off before I even like. Uh, Established anything about his character? All I know is oh no, no 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 okay no no we are we okay no, no okay uh, okay no no I I I I actually think that Gilgamesh actually had a, a pretty good like a pretty good arc before he did uh, die. I what that, what was his arc? He had an arc. What do you think about his? Isn't that what do you mean? Like I his character was about how he you know he wanted to you know he he like literally sacrificed his like own like you know his own freedom kind of thing. To, to help and, you know, protect um, Thena from, oh, I forgot from about her that. mad well, weary. And, and so, Athena, and so because even... of that, he was very, very, he was like very loyal, very, very strong. And, and so, you know, so, and he was, and he was also very endearing. And so when he died, you know, I did so quite... So he was, was a plot I, device for Thena. 
No, he wasn't a plot. He was his own character, though. He was his own character. He had a good character arc and he had a good purpose. And yeah, he died halfway through, but I thought it worked. I thought that worked. And, you know, that, that was... He killed him uh, off after he's on screen for like five minutes. No, he wasn't screen for a lot longer than five minutes. Anyway, I About thought like his minutes. character... I used my favorite character in the game. He was really good. Uh, he had like he had like a lot of heart. He had like a lot of good moments. You know, he, yeah, he died like halfway through. But like, even though he did die halfway through, you really did. You felt really attached to him. I I thought that all the characters, all of them actually, all ten of them, had like a specific thing to them which helped. You know, we help you learn about them. And I know you're gonna say, oh, well, you knew kind of knew them before. I didn't really know them before. Um, so, you know, they all have, like, their moments. They all, I mean, obviously you've got ten characters, so they can't have as, like, you, you can't get the same amount of development out of, like, a specific Eternal in this as you can, uh, uh, like, Thor in Thor 1, because, you know, he's the focus of Thor 1. Um, but from what they did have, they had, they had a lot of things going on. I thought they all worked for me. Uh, do, do you agree, Kako? Uh, I feel like on Gilgamesh's part, I feel like it was actually real, really ironic how he died and played into the story later on because he ended up getting swallowed or absorbed by the whole deviant. And that, and then Dina had to basically fight that same deviant later on in the movie. So in a way, she was basically fighting uh, Gilgamesh again in a sort of way. Yeah. And she ended up... And then she ended up in that same weird condition and like that, that whole PTSD, Mad uh, Mary, PTSD yeah. thing she had going on. Yeah. The same thing that uh, Gilgamesh basically spent his life uh, trying to manage and control is what ended up putting an end to the deviant that absorbed him, which I find kind of ironic in its own. Yeah, it's quite, it's quite poetic in that way. I mean, that is another thing, another thing about the movie that a lot of people pointed out. Uh, what's wrong with it is that is is crow and the deviants and I will agree that the deviants aren't great. Uh, not even they were in the movie until the guy just walks out the ocean. Well, yeah, remember no. me? <laughs> yeah, this movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he did kind of just pop up, and I agree they could have really handled him better. But I'll tell you the reason why it doesn't knock down any points for me because it is an issue with the film is because they weren't clearly they they weren't the villains like they they weren't supposed to be the um they weren't supposed to be the villains of the film um and i think that i think the reason that he came back was specifically to be a thing for thena to to like overcome you know kind of like get revenge almost and that's because because by the end of the movie you have two other villains and they're good. They're really good. We'll get into that a little bit later. But yeah, what were you going to say, Kako? Yeah, I said that like if they wanted to have a better antagonistic force, they should have really developed. Uh, well, not I didn't say developed, but included uh, what's his name, Arishem more. Um, the thing is with Arishem. The thing with Arishem um, is that I think Arishem was really good in this. Uh, he didn't get too much screen time, but I think he got enough screen time because the thing is, is that. He he isn't like he's the he's the the villain of this really. If you think about it, he's the, the thing he needed the villain. was subtitles. <laughs> oh right, come on, you could not hear him. Up the time. Uh, okay, well I okay what well, okay anyway I, I thought he was pretty clear. You know you know that they I think is I think the uh, the voice actor for like Decepticon or something, I believe. So yeah, uh, oh. 
Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool as well. But um, he is the looming threat over this film. I um, mean, yeah, he's the villain of the. I mean, he is really the villain. But like, he's not he, for the specific story that they're going for. He's not the direct villain. Like, it's kind of like a thing. I mean, because I mean, by the end of the film, he is still there, and he obviously is still a looming threat. But he was so big, like he, like the when you, it took like a while for them to actually show him in full. Like you, like at the start, you would literally just see like a quarter, like a not even a quarter of his face, just like a little bit of his face, and like and like you could see the Eternal, like Ajax, with like a little speck in front of him. Like it's just like the scale of him was really good, and he was very intimidating. And then, you know, by the end of the film. You're like, oh no, you know, and now he's he's gone off to to judge the world. He could come back and literally just destroy it, the world, just as just like easily, just like just destroy it, and like honestly, no, he no handled way. the whole betrayal thing a lot better than I expected him to. Oh yeah, well, I mean, I think yeah. I mean, I like think... he wouldn't obviously he wouldn't have like destroyed the world, but like yeah no, he, he, went, he went yeah he still handled it he, he took even if the even if he wasn't destroy the world wouldn't they just call captain marvel um i guarantee you captain marvel would not be able to lay a finger on arishem really no no arishem is way too powerful like you know i mean i don't think Cap- i mean maybe i don't know captain marvel i don't think captain marvel will be able to you know beat arishem in any way i think arishem would easily be able to kill captain marvel because arishem created the world Yarishem created creates universes and destroys planets. Um, Yarishem, I, I don't know. I don't think the it's gonna be really interesting to see what they do with that because I think they're gonna have to eventually find a way to defeat him. But I mean, it's gonna uh, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be uh, really really hard to. I don't think they know, can combat him in a physical sense. To be honest, I feel like there's a little bit. They're gonna have to overcome him in a different way, be it like diplomacy or reasoning or whatever. But yeah, I don't think I don't I don't think they're gonna be throwing hands with like a Titan that powerful. Or not even a Titan, basically just I can't even say God a god either, because like they're gods in the MCU and he's like on a different scale. Uh yeah. Um you know, he, he, he is a god. He is a god in, in, in terms of the, the context of the universe. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, he's, he's, he is the biggest threat. Like, he, the thing is, yeah, I mean, he makes Thanos look like nothing, basically. <laughs> he's, he's that big. So, yeah. I mean, obviously, he was the one responsible for everything, really. Because the thing is, the other villain, which is uh, Icarus, I mean, he's not really a villain. He's like an antagonist. But, um yeah, he, he, the reason he, he even is an antagonist is because of Arishem, uh, the judge. And I think that was really, really well handled. I mean, just like, he didn't need to be in it that much to even, you know, be as big, as big of a, a threat as he was. Like, he was big enough on his own. All right, now we're going to be going in, obviously going into the other villain of, or, or antagonist of this uh, with Icarus. Um, so yeah, well, I mean, let's, let's actually talk about Icarus now. Uh, thoughts on the twist of, of Icarus, of Icarus's twist? Uh, we'll start with Kako. Mm, I actually kind of liked it because honestly, I wasn't, I didn't really find Icarus too interesting 
before that moment. So I feel like making him an antagonist was kind of the right move. And it's it, and it's, it was actually pretty uh you kind of see this trope with a lot of characters of uh duty versus relationships. Cause like I don't want to call him like an evil Superman or whatever, because that would be that would be a little bit too broad. But like he's kind mm-hmm. of like similar to Omni Man in the sense where like they were kind of uh strung in between like uh what they feel like they must do and like their own personal obligations. Yeah. Yeah, and I kind of find it kind of uh, ironic how he ended up flying into the sun at the end. Well, yeah, that's quite thing. poetic. Yeah, that's I mean, I... when it happened. Okay, well, that was I was uh, okay. It was funny. It like, was... Oh, well, well, he's flying away. Now, where's he going? He's fucking eating himself into the sun. <laughs> okay, <laughs> right. It cracked well... up in the cinema. It was really fun. Oh, okay. Well, then that, that's that's got a nice insight to your to your humor level there. Uh, but uh, uh, no, I because I, the thing is, I mean, I didn't. I, yeah, I agree that his character before the turn was like he wasn't the most interesting character ever. But I thought, I thought, I mean, I was kind of onto him personally. So I kind of, I kind of suspected that. I mean, because basically, obviously, well, we haven't established this, but Ajax, the leader, Salma Hayek, obviously the one that dies at the um, start. Obviously, Icarus kills her. But we're, which is made to believe that it's a deviant. We, I mean, sorry, a deviant did do it, but like, you know, he kind of, you know, threw it yeah. to the deviant. So, um, but yeah, I thought it was great. And I thought, that I just loved, um, I mean, just, I loved the entire third act with, with the way that they have Icarus versus each of the Eternals. Like, each of the Eternals got like something to do in that final act. Um, well, except from Kingo. But, uh, you know, uh, I mean, when I first watched it, I was like, oh, I don't know if I like that they just left Kingo out of the final act, but I think it was really interesting because they had like a moral dilemma here and not all the Eternals agree, but not all of them are willing to do what Icarus is doing. Like Kingo isn't willing to fight for his views. So he kind of leaves himself out of the situation because he agrees with Icarus, but he doesn't want to fight them. So I thought, so in const- like in, in subsequent viewings, it, he really did like, I, I like that decision, but you know, Icarus. Anyway, was... I think he was like the the last character that should have agreed with Icarus because he's like the only one that we've probably seen like how he's what he's been doing all these years, like being yeah. in movies and basically like having a whole like um, fan base and just it seems if anybody was going to disagree that humans should all be killed, it, it's him. Yeah, um... Karun's standing right there and he's like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh yeah, I agree." Yeah. And then Karun's like, no. okay, "I mean, no, at I, the same I, time, I... it isn't more so his own personal relationships." As it is, he's like seeing the entire skill and magnitude of uh, humankind and then Erisham as like this figure. And he feels like it isn't in his decision or yeah, basically that, his right to determine the fate of the universe. That is so the he's thing. Leave. And, 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 you know, it's one of the things that you watch the, the movie back. I've watched it three times, as I said before. And you watch it back and you realize that not once in the movie, not once in the entire movie does he ever agree with the plan to do what they're doing. And he never agrees with it. Like he, he actually, every time he says something about the plan, he's always like, I, I don't think we have the right to do it. It's like, oh, should we go and, you know, kill the slasher? Like, and he's like, we don't have any right to do that. So, you know, he's consistent with what he was thinking. And so it was like, one of those things like, we well, you know, Icarus, yeah, he's, you know, you know, we, we're humans and we're on earth. So obviously we don't want the earth to be destroyed. But if earth gets destroyed, a bunch of other lives, 
you know, exists. So it's like, do you sacrifice Earth for more life, or do you just let Earth stay and then there's like less life? So it's like, we. Yeah, he really so doesn't he, know what to say. And I doubt that a lot of people, like, a lot of people would be able to make that decision themselves if yeah. they were actually in that. Situation. Well, it's the scale of it is so big that it's like, you know, yeah, personally, it's like personally he like he has a, a a home on Earth, but I guess he kind of just he sees the scale a lot bigger. And with Cersei, yeah, for example, uh, counter argument: yeah. Earth has Karun. Is this even like a discussion <laughs> of which one he should save? I mean, uh, fair enough. Karun was a, a surprise for me because I mean I saw him in trailers and I, I was surprised how much he was in it. I, I mean, expected him to be like a funny side character, but I thought he was really good. I thought. He not only had funny moments, but he had like some really good lines as well. Very memorable character, which you know I didn't expect. Yeah. Um, Very character in the movie. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I as soon as I watched it, I was like, you know, Corinne's definitely going to be Elliot's favorite because you you love your Korgs and 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 such. So <laughs> Corinne, yep. can can we have a, a, a crossover with all the? Can we can we in the what if? Can we have like Corinne and like uh, the Ant Man side characters and the and the Korg in the same in the same team? <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, as for the actual protagonist of the, of the film, uh, Cersei, um, um, obviously she in this thing of she wants to save Earth. I mean, that's just a really interesting thing, though. Is kind of like she wants to, she's trying to kill a celestial so that she can save Earth. But in doing that, she's literally just saving Earth, and then not letting more life go. So, I mean, if you, I mean, you can kind of, which I really like about it, you can kind of see from Icarus' perspective, although the way he kind of goes around it, he literally fights, he, he literally fights all of them. And I, I love that. I love how he just, he was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to fight all of you. And so like, oh, do you know that the Makari versus Icarus scene, that was so good. Yeah. With the, the super speed, that was like, cool. I was popping off in that fight. Yeah. I mean, I like it was that. so good. It was, it was like, I think a lot, a lot of superhero movies, they kind of don't do this uh, super speed as uh, that right. I mean, I mean, they do it in slow-mo, which, you know, is cool. You know, it was cool with Quicksilver in the, in the, in the X-Men Days of Future Past. But, you know, after a while, it kind of got like, oh, yeah, now the, is it really super speed or is it super slow? Uh, but, uh, but, you know, in this, they, they, don't, they don't slow it down. They just full-on fast punching, just like... Like aggressively, like really aggressively, like she is really, really powerful, and it just it left like a huge. And also, we got Fastos as well, which you know is supposed to be a thinker, more like a technical one. But like he, he like holds down Icarus for like a like a, a decent amount of time, which is yeah. really good. Um, and then uh, and you also uh, you have um. Oh, and I also, I also read. I mean, you were you were saying how you were laughing at that scene when he uh, when he kills himself uh, going into the sun. Um, but I really love that scene where he's like, he's kind of like looking at he like he can't kill Cersei. Like he he doesn't he he's going he wants to do it because of his purpose. But then he doesn't he can't do it. And then because he can't do it, he then joins the Unimind. Um, and then because he's done that and he's betrayed his beliefs, he kills himself because he, he can't, he can't believe, he can't live with himself that he did that. You know, he can't live with himself that he betrayed Arishan. So that's why I thought that, that was, was like, really sort good. of like the inverse. Like, what does he do now that like, I mean, yeah, you can see it that way one. too. But I think, I think it is more like, 
you know what? I betrayed my leader that I've been literally devoted to for like 7,000 years. And now I betrayed him because of one thing. I, just, I can't, I need to, I can't reconcile with myself, you know, kind of thing. So I thought that was a really good moment. So um, let's talk about Sprite because a lot of people hate her. Um, <laughs> but I, I didn't, I didn't dislike Sprite as a character. I didn't dislike her. I don't even think the movie liked her. Like she was having a like big moment when she was revealing why she betrayed Cersei. Yeah, knocked out. Yeah, no, Honestly, so they did her really dirty that entire thing. It's like there was a similar I scene earlier. I'm so glad that happened. <laughs> yeah, there was a similar scene earlier where like they were in the forest and like she was like trauma dumping or whatever. And then what's his uh what's his name? Uh. Karun had his camera out the whole time and he was like filming her. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, he really like... did not care. The film just didn't. Okay, well, no, but I, yeah, I mean, that is funny though how she like had this emotional speech and then just Drew comes out of nowhere and just like whacks her across the head. <laughs> just, <laughs> but she, she stabs Cersei. Um, um, I mean, I mean uh, she, she was, her actions were pretty selfish in the movie, but like, um, a lot of people are saying time, that it came of... out of nowhere, but I thought it was well established. And I'll tell you why, because from the start, they kind of established it. Like, you know, at the start, when we first meet Sprite, she is literally made, casting an illusion of herself as an older woman, an older yeah. lady, uh, trying to hit on a guy, but you can't. She can't actually hit on any, she can't actually have an intimate relationship with that person. She's a facade. And so you can see throughout the entire thing that she's just upset with her, how she is. And so, and like, I, and she's done that after, like, thousands of years of existing and to like see that she still actually still wants a relationship you can tell that it's a pretty important thing to her and it would actually makes it it could be expected how she would actually end up betraying her own team because of it if it's that important to her yeah definitely um yeah, uh, so I mean I, I did I did like her character arc uh, with, with that uh, <laughs> I thought that, you know, she complained a lot, but that was kind of, you know, because she was literally inside of the, uh, not like, a, she got an age and she was just a child for her entire existence. And it made sense to me. Um, so going into a character, which I didn't expect to like as much as I did, was Druig. Because, um, I mean, going in, I kind of, kind of like, I thought, he was like the one character that kind of like, wasn't really in that, he wasn't in much of the trailers. So I didn't really know what to expect with him. Yeah. Uh, but he I remember was, I didn't actually really recognize him until seeing the movie. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, because it wasn't in much of the marketing. But I thought it was a really good character. Like he, yeah, he like he had like I, I, you know, I thought in the in the comics, right? There is always one Eternal that turns on the other ones, and it's always Druig. Oh. It's always Druig. Like it's always Druig. Uh, but they changed it here for Icarus, but. So I going in, I thought Drew was going to be the bad guy. <laughs> I thought Drew. Yeah, honestly, kind of seemed that way a little bit too with his whole uh, possessive. Yeah, ability. I mean, he's got. It, it kind of seems like he's sort thing. of like. I mean, it kind of uh, plays into his uh, your impression of him. You think he's like some sort of manipulative, uh, a manipulative sort of guy, but it actually ended up being quite the opposite later on. It wasn't. It didn't actually end up being him. Yeah, and it, and it actually because of that, uh, for that reason, he kind of like uh, delves in it a bit when he's in the forest, and he like talked about how he could have controlled humanity, but he didn't want to because controlling them would make them 
not robots. human. Yeah, animals. robots. Yeah, that, that was really that was good. Um, that was actually really deep. But I loved how he was like he was like he wanted to interfere, and then like he just like no, 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 and he's like, well, no, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I can't just like watch them fight. So he just literally possesses an entire army and just you know just puts them just like brings them into like his own section of the forest <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah i just thought the, the film just like had a i because like, there are 10 characters and like not all of them get the most development but i thought all of them like they had them they had like a moment to themselves so they had like a moment and they had like an like an act, not an act, not necessarily an action. Some of them didn't have action, but kind of action or like moment in the combat. And they all had like their purpose in the, in the story. And I thought yeah. they all, I thought like over like Chloe Zhao, which is obviously she, she's an Oscar winning director. I thought she really brought like a, like, like it was, it felt like a love that, like a love that sort of humanity really. I mean, you know, the main character, Cersei, is literally loves Earth and is literally protecting Earth, despite the fact that, if you think about it, on the scale of things, destroying Earth here would probably be better for, like, you know, more life, if you think about it. Like, more life being made is probably a better thing in the grand scheme of things, but, you know, she's protecting Earth, and so it just feels like, you know, it feels like almost like an optimistic outlook on life because I mean, think about think about it this way: like humanity, like maybe to Icarus, he was like, "Well, you kind of humanity sucks." I mean, because they're not wrong. A lot of a lot of humanity does suck, so <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. If it was like, you know what? Let's just let's just start all over again. Let's just let's just refresh. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I mean, I think that 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 moral dilemma, that 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 moral kind of like that divide in the end was just the the uh the main thing and, yeah, and they kind of have like different takes on that situation within the eternals themselves like you see all the different perspectives like basically uh uh especially with uh what's his uh, name again fastos with the whole uh hiroshima and nagasaki thing and how he like basically lost all faith in humanity at that point yeah. but then he ended up having a, a family later on and he like realized that it isn't like the entirety of humanity that's just, important, but yeah. it's those like small personal relationships. Yeah, exactly. That, that was that's actually worth defending, and that's why he ended up fighting uh, for yeah. saving Earth. Yeah. Um, so, he, so unlike uh, other characters, he didn't look at things in like a, a wider sense, but more of like a personal level. Yeah, I thought like, he. he, he I relationships. Mean, I think it's, they say Cersei's most attached. I think Fastos might be the most attached. Like I feel like he is the most attached. Um, but I mean, but besides that, obviously, third act with the moral dilemma, the first two acts as well. I mean, a lot of people saying. I, I remember because like, you know, it's last time we were on the show. I was saying how it got like mixed. I mean, now it's got like more of a negative reception. But um, Reed doesn't deserve that. I mean, I mean, Elliot, come on, you don't deserve that. You you don't agree that like that this should be the one MCU that's the the, the negatively reviewed one, right? Like I can't think of many I liked less. Uh, oh okay, okay. <laughs> Wait what? I, you preferred Thor Dark World? It's a little bit less Thor the Dark World. Oh okay well okay I, okay well, well 
Sh- shut up. Anyway, so you know what um, I would have, have liked if they'd really shown in this movie, like what what exactly they were doing this entire time, the Eternals, because there's there's a lot of characters they have to explain why they weren't there the whole time. Captain Marvel well, they say, oh well, they they were busy the whole time. Eternals, there are so it, it's confusing with the Eternals because their whole purpose was like they could only interfere if they were demons involved. Although really, the real reason we we know is because they're trying to maintain the human population. But then there are several population-ending events that they really should have gotten involved in if their whole plan was no, going to okay, go the, the, like, the um, idea was that they're not getting involved in wars or stuff and conflict because conflict leads to medicine. But everyone it, wars and conflict. Like, I, I got the thing that, like we said, oh, you know, when, they, when war happens, they rebuild, technology gets better, the population increases. But this, there was literally a point where Ultron was a thing who'd plan, who planned to completely eradicate all the humanity with no chance I of think it's the faith. I think and it's the faith in the Avengers. I think it's the, I, I, what I think is, and I, I, we don't know this, but I think it's one of those things where I think, I think that they, 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 they trust in the Avengers. I think that, because the Avengers were supposed to be really them. They trust in the Avengers. Like, like they, they, the I Avengers made the thing. No, I know, but, no, I know, but they, the they Avengers trust, are the they, reason that Ultron was trust, a thing at all. They trust that they'll, they'll be able to defeat them, and I think that the, the idea. Very dumb. Well, no, because Ari, because the thing is, Arishem is Arishem, and I, I guarantee you that that if they did interfere, I, I wonder what Arishem would have done. You know, the Arishem. Why do they do trust it? the Avengers to kill the Deviants as well? Because the de- have you seen how strong the deviants are? Like the the, the deviants are actually pretty strong. Like have you seen how strong Ultron is? they only just managed it with Ultron no I know but I mean although actually there was um, the writers of Eternal said they they wanted to make a prequel series but like it goes over like what they did in the time because that that also reminds me that like they'd be interesting seeing that for for, for beings that they were they're trying to explain had a massive impact on the world they didn't really show much to do with like what impact they had on the world well well no because the thing is is that like I think they, I think they really did have a good. I think, I think they shoot, they showed the scale of it, um, because I mean you can't really show everything they they've done in that time because then it would be too much like in there. But it already was. I know there was enough in there already. I think, I think they, I, I thought that they explored enough, and but they've left it open for like a prequel series, which they said apparently they've like written one. Like, apparently they've written the series. They've, they've got like an entire re- like a series ready. And yeah, that's waiting. the problem with uh, some of these movies. It's just that, like, any detail that they don't show in this movie, they were like, oh, that's fine. We can show it in some future Well, no, movie. but you don't need to show it in this movie, though. I asked the thing. You, I mean, the thing is that they showed what they needed to show. I thought it, it conveyed it well enough. That it, it, it conveyed it really well. Um, that we saw, you know, we saw them, like, you know, fighting in the, you know, at, uh, was it the uh, the Babylon's War and, and, and that stuff. So we, we saw, obviously, we saw Fassos with that. Uh, Hiroshima. So we thought we saw all that, um, and it leaves it open for like other things because there is infinite amounts. Because it's seven thousand years, you know. There's so much they can show in a series. Um, I thought they handled it really well. I mean, not, not everyone agrees. It's a very divisive movie, but I thought, I thought, I think it's the best. Well, it's my fa- it's my favorite Phase Four film. It's obviously my favorite, my second favorite MCU movies um, behind Infinity War. Uh, yeah, I just, I really, really, really love this movie. Um, I mean, 
And it's really interesting to see because of how different some people's perspective. Like, I mean, you, Elliot, you like, your perspective is so different from like my perspective on the film. So it's like really interesting to see how different, because I mean, a lot of Marvel movies, like you, you, most people agree with them. Like, you know, other than you got those Twitter people going like, oh yeah, they're bad. But like most people will like go, if you like Thor Ragnarok, most people like Thor Ragnarok. But Eternals is like something. Hey, if you don't, there's something it. wrong with you. Some people will hate Eternals. Some people love Eternals. You know, it's like it's like it's got a diver- diverse amount of I reactions think more than to some it. in the case of Eternals. Yeah, well, no, no I mean, yeah, because I've been no, going over like all the reviews, like whether whether it be like on online ones, YouTube ones. It seems that there's a pretty you know consistent opinion with a lot of them that. Uh, you know, there was a bit too much going on in this movie. I really don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. I do not think there was too much going on. I thought, I thought it was handled really, really just like perfectly. I thought. I mean, I mean, other than maybe the deviants, I think the deviants were the one thing that weren't handled very well. I mean, the only thing that bugs me is that people think there's just some ulterior motive to why people don't like this movie, other than just not like. Okay, I, I will, I will say, I will say that people, the critics hating it is not because of that. No, that that's not. That's not true, obviously. Um, it's because the film has like things in it which is like not everyone's going to be on board for. Like, there's like a like this. It's got a very high concept. Like, it's a very high concept film. You know, it's like yeah. very, very, very high concept. So, not everyone's going to be on board with that. But I mean, for me personally, I just love the the cosmology of it. Like, it's like very the sci-fi element. Like, just it was. Like it was, it was really, it got really deep in that kind of way. Um, I mean, as deep as Marvel movie can get, but I mean, it has you thinking more than the other ones. And it was, it's a really emotional movie. Like I, I, I left the cinema, I was like I was overwhelmed with emotions. It was just really, I mean, because I mean, for me personally, the um, the Gilgamesh death was really quite, quite sad for me personally. Even though I know you didn't agree, uh, yeah, but yeah, I just, I thought, that I, just, I. I thought it was just, I mean, even if they don't get a sequel, which they better get a sequel because it's very, you know, they have to have a sequel. But um, it's like, as its own movie, it's just, it's it's like, it's like its own universe almost. It's like the MCU, but like it's, it almost explores its own universe within the MCU. And that's yeah. like, that's really, so it shows the origins of the MCU. Like you've got the a literal celestial growing inside of the MCU. The, 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 yeah, it's uh, a bit more bigger. It's a bit more larger scale. It, it may, I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, the after end game, or the scale was like kind of going back. I'm like, no, mate, you got fucking celestials here growing within the core of the earth since the beginning of time. And now it's kind of emerged up. And now it's like frozen in like the, 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 the sea. I guarantee people are going to go up to that and like build like a bloody like museum inside of it or something like they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna like people are gonna be like what the hell was that like you know it's just it, it has like a huge effect on the mcu i think yeah uh, there ha- there's like a lot of different takes on the whole scaling thing because like some people uh do think that there will be larger scale events but uh people feel like the you know, mcu was trying to wind up uh each uh each other in terms of like the magnitude of well, things, which thing I honestly yeah, kind I mean, of disagree with, to be honest. I, I think what they're doing you now is that they're kind of, they're kind of, they got Endgame, they had Endgame, and now they're trying to set up a new saga, but they're also trying to, they're trying to like really 
increased like because with Loki and Eternals, both of those really had really good world building for the MCU. Like just the MCU in general, really good world building. And so both yeah. of those shows kind of they they serve a purpose to kind of like establish this universe a lot more. And I, I like that they're doing that. I mean, that, like the thing is, I really love world building and lore and that kind of stuff. So that's probably a part of why I really did like this movie. But I thought each of the characters. I mean. It's just one of those things. I just I cared about each of the characters a lot more than some other Marvel movies actually, which is you know a different reaction to what you had earlier. But I I just, I just you know I just I fell in love with this movie. I watched it three times, as I said, like about three times myself. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, just I mean, there's not there's not much else to say about. It. I mean, there is a lot to say about it as well. But I mean, we're kind of not trying to go on too long, so. You got any uh, closing thoughts, Kako? And yeah, I'd say like, uh, as the MCU, as for the MCU in general, I feel like they're doing a good job of like trying to address everything, as well as still like keeping up uh, the stakes because they have like movies, they have like Eternals and Loki where they establish big threats, but you also have, uh, well, we had Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which basically. It wasn't like huge or anything, but it basically established the effects that the blip had on humanity and stuff like that. So it still like addresses the smaller things. And I feel like that's still important to do. And the oh. MCU is doing a good job of doing that. Now we have No Way Home as well and Much for the Madness, which is going to be like completely different. I think that's really good about the MCU though, this year specifically. Is that like you have like in the same year, you've had like uh, one division. And which is like just like a sitcom kind of like reality. Yeah. And then you got No Way Home with literally th- three generations of Spider-Man actors and villains and stuff, which is like a fan wet dream. And then you've also got like a, an Eternals movie, which is like Eternals like having like three comic runs, which like weren't very popular. Like that was like that. If you told somebody, oh yeah, they're making an Eternals movie, you wouldn't believe them because it's like it's so obscure that not many people, not even many comic fans, even knew them. So you know, it's just really interesting the variety and also the kind of more, the more kind of risks they're making with the the Phase Four. I think it's I think it's paying off. I think Phase Four, I think Phase Four might end up being the the strongest phase just with. Because I mean, so far I think it, I think it is lining up to be that. I think, in my opinion, at least, because then I mean, we've also got well, No Way Home and Most of the Madness and Hall of Thunder, Guardian Galaxy Three, you know, uh, fantastic. Well, I don't know if the Eternals has been paying off the same way the other movies have. Like, I think I saw the final numbers for the gross were um, like three hundred billion or million was it? Um, three hundred million. million. It's it, it, it's doing is is I think it's outpacing. Shang-Chi and... Uh, well, no, no, Shang- Shang-Chi got like 475. It's on 300. I know, but this is two weeks. It, 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 it got back... It, it got back its... Um, uh, back, you know... Yeah, no, it got, friend, it got that in two weeks, you know. That, that is good. That is... That is strong. It, it, I think... That's basically how long it took Shang-Chi to get that. I'm pretty sure. And um, I know. It, it's, I, do, it's doing... It's doing, like... It's not doing any less good as those... Other one that I think is is, is well, quite successful. It's doing doing quite well. It's, um, well, it, it's successful as like you said. It was a, it's it's a Marvel movie. I mean, the thing is, the thing is, good, seems to be like the lesser performing one well, compared no, to the other two. I, I mean, no, but the, I mean, but that's the thing though. It's, it, I mean, Eternals is diff- very very. The thing is, 
thing with Shang Chi though, it's like it's a, it's a crowd pleaser, right? It's a, it's a crowd pleasing movie. It doesn't help that they've announced that like it's no, I know, but Shang Chi. So there's like no, no obligation to see it in the theaters now. No, unless I know, really... but no, but the the Shang Chi is like that is a film that is like it is. I mean, it's not it's not the same as the other because I think they're all the same. That's what I'm saying, but it is very. Like it's an action movie that when you walk out of it, like yeah, what it was so cool, the dragon and the, the rings and the, the the martial arts, whoa, that's so cool. And so you walk out of it and you the like, Trevor Slattery, yeah, Trevor Slattery, and you walk out, you're, you're buzzing and you're like, oh my god, that was really cool because it's just like it's a light action movie. It's like it's an action movie. I mean, I I thought it had a lot of heart and I loved it obviously. But then and like, but Eternals, you and it's like it's Eternals is less that and it's more of like a you think about it more, like you kind of walk out of it, and you you kind of think about it more, and you and it has a lot of like deep concepts and stuff. So obviously that's not going to have as good of a word of mouth as Shang Chi. But the fact that it is doing like ne- nearly equally as good as as, as Shang Chi is actually actually really good. So I mean, honestly, like yeah, Marvel has a lot of movies like that. I feel like they should uh, make movies like Eternals every once in a while, anyways. Yeah, I think they should do like, movies I just like that. Appreciate yeah. them doing that, even if it doesn't do as good as yeah, other. We, we uh, need we need an Eternals too. Okay, I mean, although I think the thing with Eternals too, hypothetically, is that it would it would all be set in. So, oh, but now, I will, I would try not to talk about it too much because that is going to be the question of the week. But I, unless you have anything else to talk about with Eternals, we're going to move on to the question of the week. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um. Right, so this week's question of the week, and before I say it, this week we're actually going to start hopefully incorporating a hashtag with this uh, so we can get people answering. Um, uh, So I guess it would just be, uh, the hashtag would just be hashtag, um, hashtag super OG QOTW, question of the week, obviously. and so this 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 week's question is is just going to be what would you like to see for the future of the Eternals in like movies like or spin-offs or both or that kind of stuff anything really um and so I I will start I will start um with mine so obviously at the, at the end of uh, Eternals obviously Kingo, Fastos, and Cersei are obviously just like sent to uh, another planet or something. I don't know, just for, you know, to, to you know, judge. Uh, I just like to judge humanity, basically. And yeah, then, by looking at their memories. And yeah, stuff. And, and Makari and Druig and uh, Athena, and joined by Star Fox slash Eros, Harry Styles. Um, Interesting Star- name, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Star Fox. Yeah. Um, and they're going to try and find them because they they went off to f- trying to find more tunnels, but now they're trying to. Well, well, Harry Styles knows where they are, so um, I think the sequel. I think it's going to be really cool. The sequel's going to be mainly set in space, um, and I think that it's going to juggle between them, obviously trying to go to different planets, trying to find, uh, trying to find more tunnels and tell them the truth, but also find Thirsty and Kingo. Sorry, pardon me, and Kingo and Fastos. I think Fastos, Cersei, and Kingo, uh, they're gonna, I think they're gonna have the role where they're gonna be looking through the memories of a lot of like Eternals. And so that, that through them, we're gonna get a bunch of like flashbacks 
you know, and like kind of like the, the past and like kind of looking more through the history of like humanity. Um, so I think there's like, there's like, a, there's like, a, like a, there's like a full on setup for a sequel there. But other than just the obvious sequel, I, I would really like to see that Eternals prequel that they were talking about. Um, I, I think that, that, that just that gives so much potential for like, what they can do with that. There's like so much you can talk about, like so much you can show. Like they were saying about showing more like Kingo and Bollywood and like showing like Thena in like Athens and stuff. Like that would be really cool. Um, uh, and then, I mean, obviously other than that, you got Black Knight as well, which you obviously, well, he's probably going to get his own show. Like Dane Whitman, probably going to get his own show or show Blade because of that, that end, end, end credit. So, but I mean, the main thing I just really want to see is is that focus on on Arishem and like Kingo and Cersei and um, and Thassos kind of like looking um, through the memories. I think that like that has like a lot of storytelling potential. It could be really interesting. And like the the more Arishem, the better, really. So um, Kako, what what would you like to see in the future of of, um, of Eternals, just in general, like? Any, any like, or I mean, also including like crossovers, like in other properties. Yeah, I'd like to see a little bit more of the Celestials and what their whole deal is, because they seem like they seem to be a bit more of a ambiguous force of nature. Yeah, like yeah, they still have like, I wouldn't say personality, but they still have like sentience and yeah, like an actual hand in things, but they are still. A little bit detached, I'd yeah. say. Oh yeah, and yeah. Like, they and it still serves as like to be a part of their whole nature, as like they're just higher beings in general. But yeah, I'd still like to see more of them eventually. Yeah, I, I agree. Oh yeah, by the way, the sequel has to be directed by Chloe Chow specifically. Uh, they better not get look at a different one. I, I would, I, I would specifically like them to uh, to do that. Uh, but so, Elliot, uh, what what would you like to see for the future of the uh, uh, the uh, the the and the MCs? Uh, I'll go back till phase seven. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll Get serious uh, answer, please. I I mean, I'd I'd like to see how they, how they uh, I've seen them fight each other, kind of. But I, I want to see how they like say stack up fighting like some of the uh, other characters. Like what? What if? Um, I, I'd be interested to see if they end up having like a tussle with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Although because like uh, the, I guess uh, Star Fox and the other gu- guy that's apparently Guardians characters there. I don't know if they. Oh no, he was with Adam Warlock. So maybe. Yeah, they, 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 they yeah. might. I mean, Adam Warlock is going to be in Guardians Three, so it's always possible that they might show up. They might cross paths. You never know. Yeah, but I want to see if they start throwing hands. Oh, yeah. That would be so good! Oh my god, um, just imagining. Yeah, oh god, well, just imagine like, like Rocket Raccoon meeting Athena. Uh, what would he like hit on her or something? <laughs> no idea. No, he'd be talking a lot of shit. I, that's one thing. I think he'd talk a lot of shit. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I don't think he has a thing for like human or like humanoid women. Uh, I'm thinking of Howard like, the Duck. <laughs> Thinking more well, about no, oh, yeah. you know, like from his from his past, he had like a love interest, but it's like another ferret-looking thing. Yeah. Wait, what? Really? I, I uh, yeah, but she. I, I think I th- I'm assuming she's also dead in this uh, continuity, but like, 
yeah, mm. she, I'm just going off like it, she was a thing in like uh, a couple of the games, and right. I think it's based on the comics as well. Oh, okay, okay. It's like the it's the facility. You know how like he was like uh, engineered in the facility. All right, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. That. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of potential for the future. I mean, a lot of a lot of people have been asking for a uh, for a, like a specifically Athena show. I I think that the the, the who's just people, a lot of people who's asking for a, a Athena. I, I've show. seen a lot of people talk about it, but all I mean, well, that might be just Eternals fans. But still, you know, yeah, it's it's yeah, Eternals yeah. fans. Okay, okay, I'm an Eternals fan. A lot of people. Okay, shut up. Okay, they're, they're making an Agatha show. They can make a Athena show. Okay, uh, but Agatha's a good character. Ooh. I'm, I, I am Ooh. insane, but that, that's that's it. Okay, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going okay. Okay. Yeah. to get her own show. She has her own okay. theme song. Right. She has okay. a theme song. God damn it. Okay. I mean, yeah. To be, to be fair, she does have a theme song. That is, that is true. But yeah, that that leaves that leaves the question to you guys uh, with the the hashtag um, superhorology uh, Q O T W. Um, about what you want to see in the future of the Eternals characters, it, you know, which is in sequel, spin-off, appearances and other things. But that was this week's show. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Sorry for the long hiatus, but life uh, happened. So uh, I, I, can't, I don't know when the next episode will be. It will either be next week or the week after. It depends on how much news there is. Like if there's a lot of, if there's a lot of news in the next week, then... And it, and it's deemed worthy enough for like a new like a, a podcast. I might do one, but if not, I'll probably wait a couple of weeks. But either way, uh, I'll see you hopefully within the next two weeks. Uh, try not to be too long this time. Um, I hope you all enjoyed this uh, this episode with uh, two extra with two people this time instead of just um, instead of just one extra person. Um, so yeah, uh, thank you for listening to uh, to episode three. Uh, yeah, so right, okay, well then um, Kako, you can say goodbye to the right. uh, listeners What was that, sorry? Uh, I said any, any closing notes to the uh, Oh yeah, the um, listeners? Uh, no, not really Okay, well then that's that's interesting uh, Elliot, any, any closing notes to the uh, to the, the audience? Spider-Man Okay, well then, those are very interesting. Anyway, so that was episode three um, of Superology, and we will be back uh, soon. Thank you. Uh, thank you for listening. Bye. <laughs>